9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Go Plug Yourself. This week, we welcome Sue Montgomery, who is the borough mayor of Cotonège, Notre-Dame-de-Grâce, which is the area where Walter calls home. So that means Walter is co-hosting this episode. Uh, We kind of go through Sue's uh, life. She led an incredible life. Uh, Walter, at one point, calls her the the Forrest Gump of Montreal. You'll kind of understand as you listen to the story all the various uh, things Sue has uh, gotten up to throughout her uh, her career um a small i guess uh trigger warning uh we do uh talk about a, a school shooting that uh, sue montgomery was uh was a part of uh so um i guess listener discretion is uh, is advised obviously that could be a uh, a triggering uh, event um so that that is the warning for this um otherwise it is a it's a great chat it's very interesting um listen to the show find out more about sue montgomery and uh tell your friends about this show called go plug yourself we've been doing it for a while and we hope to do it for a, even longer do want hit it go plug yourself you plug another plugger. Go plug yourself. You plug another plugger. Go plug yourself. You plug another plugger. Go plug yourself. It's time for another Go Plug Yourself podcast. So, Walter. Hey. So first of all, you're you're here as our as our co-host. Second uh-huh. of all, I know, which is you know not a not an always thing. Not an days. always thing. Not nearly an always thing. Um, second of all, by law, I like to think of this episode as one of our like in the series of episodes. Sue, you don't know this, but the the main goal of this podcast, even though we're we're nowhere near that goal, and there's 220 episodes. Get, yeah, it was to get Justin Trudeau on. It's to get the prime minister on the podcast. Oh, to get the prime minister really? on the podcast. So I don't even care if it's Justin Trudeau at this point. I want the sitting, Whoever the sitting, prime, the minister sitting prime minister of Canada. Exactly. Not a former prime minister. Not, I, I take former. I take, like, <laughs> I, I take like JC or something, you know, right? <laughs> he seems like he'd be fun. Uh, right? Yeah. So every now and then we like, we, we, for the most part, we are an arts and entertainment podcast, but every now and then we do dabble into the world of having, uh, having some politicians on. Politicians, and, uh, and I mean, and, and Sue is hardly just uh, today's guest, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> Drum roll. Uh, none other than, than Montreal's own Sue Montgomery, a, a woman of uh, many hats, person of many hats, current uh, borough mayor of, of NDG, uh, amongst other things, former uh, reporter for the Montreal Gazette. Former, well, how many credits should I give you here, Sue? Uh, what else? Uh, she's, she's been around. She's done a lot. Always, always in, always a, a fixture of Montreal. So, so yeah, welcome, Sue. Welcome, Sue, to the podcast. Thanks. Nice to we're, be here. Thanks for having me. We're a super professional, uh, you know, outfit here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're smooth as silk. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we've done this for years and years. Uh, I, I'm not full-time with the podcast anymore. But like almost no one is except for me. Except for you. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I have a rotating panel now of co-hosts. Yeah. He's oh. holding on with his with his you know cold dead hands. You know. Uh, <laughs> and how uh, many how many listeners do you have? We got like genuinely we'll do a few thousand downloads a month. Oh, like, yeah. uh, 
which, is, which is pretty good. Yeah, yeah I don't think it's considered because like we're a local podcast, <laughs> local we're Anglo. Montreal we're a local podcast. Anglo podcast, so it's like like yeah. those, they continually like you're like okay, you're a local Montreal podcast and you're an Anglo podcast. So mm. they're like I don't like I don't know what the what the target is even. And people are like, oh, I have like fifty thousand downloads, and I'm like, yeah, but you have fifty thousand downloads a month on like a video game podcast that appeals to the whole planet. Like we're doing a Montreal show, yeah. So I can't expect in English. Yeah. yeah, but the day English. we have the day we have that sitting prime minister on, uh, mm. you know, the grant money is just going to start to pour in. Oh that's yeah, want, absolutely. You know, yeah, that, that's where I want to go. I want to go. We want to make a significant contribution to the arts and entertainment situation somehow of Canada. Then we're going to get grant money. Then we're going to be golden. I think that's the that's the podcast plan. Okay. We're 10 years in, so we've messed it up pretty badly that we're not there yet. But, yeah. you know. I mean, we, we 100% could have gotten some grant by now. Are you hearing every time that notification happens, by the way? No, no. we're not. No, you know, we're not getting that? Okay, good. Don't worry. Okay, all right. Good for So uh, a couple weeks ago, Walter um, came up to me and was like, uh, Walter, are you, have you ever mentioned on the podcast before that you're a administrator of a Facebook group? It's definitely come up. It's definitely okay. come up because it's because it's been that's been going on for the last you know two three years now a couple of years at least where Walter was how did and that came about because you were sick and tired of, of it, other it, community groups it and you started were like, out of spite to, it, it started it started out of spite to the other community group yeah <laughs> <laughs> we, we were we were told too many times to start our own community group we weren't happy with that one so which and one so do did. you which one do you administer then? we're I'm I'm on the uh, the Thrive Thrive, Energy Thrive. Okay. yeah 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 yeah. And uh, and uh, yeah, there's not the other one. We this <laughs> that was that was the other one that it was the other one that we had issues with. Okay. So so we uh, and now and now we have the, uh, the 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 big daddy group. I call it the big daddy group of NDG. Uh, it's the the biggest in terms of numbers. Uh, you know, a lot of those might be uh, Chinese bots or something. I haven't actually checked. But let's say that for the most Russian part, spies. people you know people are going to hear this and they're going to take that seriously and stuff like. <laughs> so much heat on those groups too it's crazy but anyway yeah oh i so... haven't noticed i haven't noticed. <laughs> <laughs> i just find everyone just gets along and oh yeah know, very helpful like, I... and polite respectful <laughs> polite and respectful yeah it's super mm. great i love i like i like now how anytime anybody isn't happy with anything it's like there's an empty lot across the street sue montgomery <laughs> what is this what is this what's happening with this lot <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, okay, I'll be great. right on it. I can't believe that you and you're actually in the mix, so people can just tag you and stuff. Yeah. And it's and I'm like, oh my god, this must be that must be crazy. <laughs> yeah. That, well, when like, I went on vacation, um, my family took away. I have two phones, an iPod, and a laptop. Two phones. Two phones, a personal mm -hmm. and a work. And yes. um, you know you. Everyone's listening, right? So, mm -hmm. um, and my family took all my devices away. Uh, how that, how that because out? I had even the even the red phone with the the direct number to Batman. Yeah, look, red phone, Batman. Oh, oh snap! There's there was a red, phone. real red yeah. phone. Um, <laughs> no, they just said you need to get off social media. Like you're, you know, you're addicted, and um, so they did an intervention, and it was hard. Like I was shaking and stuff at the beginning. You know, I had to go through. It was cold turkey, right? So it was hard. Um, but they they walked me through it, and um, yeah, they not, and not to be even when I begged for my phone just for five <laughs> minutes, they said no, mom, no. 
and not to be an enabler here or anything. No, they weren't those, enablers. They no, were I'm just, saying, but yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something that might okay. be considered as enablement. But, you know, from where you actually have reason to be on this stuff all the time, right? You're like fully immersed in that. I wouldn't like blame you for a second for like being constantly in, in that stuff. So it's like, and, and people, people have like soft or hard social media addictions as it is. And they're like, nobody's, you know, they're not. There. Yeah. Of NDG, but you're in there, like. But I'm um, not sure. There, I'm. I have mixed uh, feelings, but I'm not sure that um, you know how effective it is or how. Probably not really. I mean, it's 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 probably as harmful as it is good. Yeah. I yeah. would definitely say, you know, I think, and which I think also apply. I mean, not to grandstand here or get too uh, preachy, but I think that's sort of that's also stands for the internet in general. I think. Like, yeah, and like, I just I mean, find it, it, that it, people would rather tag me than go through official channels to, <laughs> you know, to actually have a paper trail and stuff, right? Well, it's because they can though, too. And I like, know, and, but uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't have that chew phone to batman like i can't mm -hmm. get stuff done like that like that's not the way it works so mm. anyway. yeah no i can't um, i like i personally have tried to be less and less active on social media like basically the only stuff i do on social media is literally like promoting the website promoting the podcast and that's yeah. it like i've got I, I've, I've really like real See, that's why you're balanced and not mentally you know losing oh you don't know him very well <laughs> <laughs> I've got other problems going on. But yeah, but that's it. But there was like a certain a certain moment a couple of years ago where I realized I was like, oh, like a this is Bad. all over the place. Yeah, and B, I was like, it's it's forever kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Where you're sort of like, this is this weird record that is being like bots are are looking through. Facebook is combing over to try to figure out how to advertise to me. I was like, I had like, kind of very, like I didn't even think of that part. Thanks. Yeah, that, Thanks for making me even more freaked out. Okay. Yeah, that's it. So at a certain point, I was like, no, you know what? I'm not going to post everything. I'm going to have some messenger conversations with my buddy, like Walter. We're going to talk about wrestling. We're going to like, yeah. I, I found myself much more involved now in like uh, online in small group chats. Like in a yeah. group chat of like five to 10 people. And like, that's yeah. where I like to chat online, not in a public forum where you're like, anyone can jump in. Because uh, and you, you don't said, even know, like you don't even know them, and they're they're people that are yelling at me that I've never met in my life, and <laughs> they clearly hate me. But um, I bet. I mean, on the upside, I bet it cuts down on on like you know snail mail on uh, you know psychotic snail mail that you might otherwise receive. For... Yeah, I don't know. I haven't been in the office for months, so <laughs> okay, right. I don't even like we're we're work, we're all working from home, so. <laughs> The, the office is where the on uh, Westminster there. No, no, it's on. Um, oh no, that's the Montreal West. That, yeah, the um, Carey and Queen Mary. Ah, uh, yes, yes, closer. So yeah, sort of more in the CDN part than the. NDP. Well, it's kind of in the yeah, but in the middle, it's sort of. Again, in the I don't want to. I don't want to cause any. Right by Snowden <laughs> Metro. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Just, yeah. I just yeah. have this image of uh, some uh, NDG kid like bleach blonde hair named stan just writing you letter after letter and it's just piling up like dear sue i wrote you five times during covid and it's just like it's all rhyming and yeah it's, it's all piling up yeah <laughs> but like, i mean never it, the letters. it like, won't be any worse than the letters i got at the gazette where people would write to me with in crayon and oh. different color yeah 
different color and capital letters and you know the yelling oh, oh. and what you was were your, you what were was your beat on on the gazette? I was just gonna say we were just gonna get um gonna well I wasn't at the gazette everybody thinks I was there forever but um which felt like it was but <laughs> I started my career there in 86 but then I left and went to Canadian press like the wire service and mm -hmm. um then I was in Africa for a while, covering stuff there on my own. And then I lived in Thailand for a couple of years where I had my first kid. And then I came back to the Gazette in the late 90s and I was there until 2015. So I covered the justice beat. I was okay. the uh, court reporter and I covered some. I love how we just glossed over the Africa and Thailand chapters. Like there's, there's Africa. This is, there this, is a, this is an international podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm sure you have listeners in Bangkok, right? And and in Vintuk, Namibia, which is where I lived. And um, anyway, so uh, yeah, so, so I covered the justice. Sorry, sorry. I covered, How do you get from writing the justice beat, though, to crayon letters? I'm trying to still find that connection. Oh, because I covered a lot of um, interesting trials, like the Magnata trial. Remember oh. the guy that killed the Chinese yeah. student? You were on that? I covered it, yeah. Wow. And, um, yeah, it was probably the most bizarre thing I ever covered. And then the saddest story would have been the Guy Turcotte story, the guy, the doctor that killed oh, right, two yeah. kids. That was pretty tough to cover, but um, but I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed learning how the justice system uh, works, and that obviously has come in handy uh, as mayor. And um, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. I just found it. Uh, I found um, like I felt I felt good about. Canada's justice system. I know people uh, diss it a lot, but I think uh, for the most part, it's a good system. And um, yeah, so I did that. When, for when, did, when did you stop? Uh, I left the Gazette in 2015 because, uh, you know, it was, it's owned by uh, Post Media and like the National Post. Like it was just, there was no resources. They didn't care about the paper anymore. And um, I felt very, discouraged so I took a package and I left not knowing what I was going to do I was like just throwing caution to the wind <laughs> as they say and um yeah so I didn't really have a plan and I uh ended up running for the nomination for the NDP in the federal election that year but I didn't win the nomination so, uh, so the, what made you want to do that though like at all yeah, exactly. oh I don't know I like, like everything in life I've been between uh, jobs before like people, <laughs> yeah. I'm usually not like, I'm going to throw my hat in the political Well, people circus. suggest that some people said, yeah, why don't you run, you know, we're looking for someone. And I said, I'm not a politician. And, but I don't know, of course, somebody convinced me to do it. And I said, what the hell? I'll try. Why not? It's a game uh, of truth or dare. And it's the same, like the same way I ended up in Bangkok having a baby. Like there's all kinds of things I've done in my life where I look back and I think, what was I thinking? <laughs> uh, but I'm sort of been like that about life. I just, I take whatever opportunity comes along, you know, try it out. If I never really knew what I wanted to be when I grew up. So I just tried everything. 
And so then when I didn't win the nomination, I worked on the um, inquiry into missing and murdered indig Indigenous women and girls. I worked on that. And then I also worked for Amnesty International. And at that point, Valerie Plant asked me to have coffee with her in 2017. And she said, we'd like you to run for mayor of Cote d'Ivoire, DG. And I said, do you know me? Because I am not a politician and I speak my mind. And I'm sure those are words that she has come to wish that she had listened to because, um, you know, I was true to my word and I speak my mind and I stand up for what is right. And anyway, I threw my hat in the ring and ran, not really expecting to win because it's hard to beat the incumbent. It was Russell Copeman at the time. But... Um, you know, Coderre was doing so badly at the time because of, uh, you know, the pit bull ban and, uh, you know, cutting down trees and putting granite stumps on the mountain. That's, and that's super cool e-race. Yeah, exactly. And so, of course, Projet won and I won with them. So that's how I, I, I am the mayor of Cote d'Ivoire. So I just... Backing up to the Justice Beat. Just on and everything has been awesome since then. And nothing, awesome! Okay. <laughs> uh, back on the Justice Beat, I just wanted to have a question. I want to ask a question. Did you cover the Emma Chernobyl trial? And Emma Chernobyl, or Chernobyl, depending on your... It was the lady who stopped her car that's, that's and then me. got hit by the... Um, she stopped her car Oh, for the ducks. ducks. Yeah. For the ducks. But that wasn't in Montreal, right? It was... I, but was, the trial was, because I was a juror on it. Oh, so, were you? Okay. Yeah, that's why. That's why I was wondering. I was just like, I was okay. like, did you cover a trial that I was? A yeah. Because uh, I remember reading the. I remember reading the articles year. every day in the Gazette. Which and I don't year was it? No, I didn't cover it. Twenty thirteen or twenty fourteen, if I'm not mistaken. That's why I was double checking. Well, twenty fourteen was Mag the Magnata trial, so maybe they had somebody else cover the ducks. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, interesting. And what happened? Sue was on. Sue was on the the international murder mystery. You right. Were the, you were right. on the duck. You were you were on the duck case, Keith. Yeah. yeah. So. No. <laughs> um, I lost track of it through. It, it's been she got in the chair. Perpetual she got the appeals. Chair. Yeah, it was in perpetual. She's she was in perpetual appeals. That they they kept like appealing up and up, and her her sentence was, at least the initial sentence, which I felt was not crazy, was that she had to serve. I want to say. It was something like three months in jail, but like served on weekends. Weekends, only. right. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So it was yeah. just sort of like, like Monday to Friday, she could go about her day. And then every weekend right. for a year, she had to go to jail. Right. Doesn't sound great, but it also doesn't sound the worst thing. No. In the world. It seems and reasonable. So, that's what I'm yeah. saying about our justice system. Like in some countries, she may have like got the electric chair, you know. Like and Walter said, if, if Keith had his way, she would And we don't have that though, so... That's a good Keith, thing. Keith at the time was railing on and on about how we need to bring back capital punishment <laughs> to Canada. How this woman needs to uh, meet, learn a lot. Damn near mystery. He was Keith. Keith originated the lock her up thing, and it was with the duck lady. It wasn't it? Wasn't <laughs> it? Was started with Keith over the duck lady. Mm. Over the duck lady. Yeah. yeah no, but when, when you when you mentioned just working uh, the um, <laughs> working the justice beat. <laughs> working the justice beat and getting exposed to the to the to the law system obviously on a much shorter scale like i i was really fascinated when i was a juror yeah to be like, like close up and personal and like like yeah. seeing the legal system it's very interesting 
Yeah, you know, and, I could have and been a juror. What but... always struck me is how unemotional it is, right? Like, mm. like sometimes you have witnesses that break down and cry, but generally the lawyers are very, um, you know, they just state things or they bring in experts to talk about the wounds and it's very, mm -hmm. mm, and the judge doesn't show any emotion and, you know. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I would say that it's certainly, and I don't know if that's a Canadian thing or if it's just a, uh, not like on television. Yeah, like, it's well, not like I, on TV. Well, and it certainly but, doesn't wrap up in an hour. Sure, but, I, but even then, but even when we watch some of the, like, I think the only like, footage of trials that we usually see are like the, the like OJ trial and stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, there mm -hmm. is those, like those trials I think are happening in like another stratosphere. Right. I like watch a lot of, I watch a lot of public freak out videos and there's a lot of um, courtroom footage. In there. But is there lawyers getting passionate? Like, or, or is it, yeah, there was one and it was, yeah, there was, there was, was one, but I think he got disbarred or something. So, yeah. <laughs> but that's it. But like, the, but like the fiery impassioned speech from a lawyer, no. like that's not a thing. Well, sometimes I have seen them do that in closing arguments. Okay. Yeah. They'll get passionate. Um, like Dieter Potts' lawyer was very passionate um, mm -hmm. that he didn't know what he was doing when he killed his kids. But um, that worked out for him. He got he got his well at the off. at first the first round, but then the, he was there was a an, a, an right, appeal yes, and now he's in jail. So. I'm just saying, you know, that, you know, first yeah, yeah. time around that the lawyer must have done something right. You know, but, you know, he was a white male doctor. You think that helped? Oh, yeah. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think that helped in his favor somehow? I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Yeah. The, the uh, other thing that I will say that, that blows my mind about the legal system in general, though, is the appeals system mm -hmm. where you're just sort of like, oh, you can continually appeal until you get to the like highest court in the land. And then whatever they say goes. And then you're sort of like, well, so why don't they do all of it? Like, well, you can't necessarily like, I mean, you have to yeah, be granted. Like, no, 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 I, I understand that. But it's just like by having the appeal system, I understand, yeah. obviously, like it's, it's not fathomable for like, this the is, Supreme see, Court this to is, take this everything. This is Draconian Keith here, wants to give everybody the chair, doesn't want to have any yeah. appeal yeah. system. I had no appeals. idea this is uh, where this <laughs> podcast was no, going. No, but like to, to me, I'm I just think like I feel that there should be like certain circumstances that are I met like to qualify for an appeal. Well, there are. <laughs> if you make one mistake, you go to jail forever. <laughs> That's like how for justice works. <laughs> for instance, in the Turcotte case, the reason that they got the appeal was that um, it has when you have a jury trial, there has to be an error in law. Like the judge uh, made an error when giving his directions to the jury, for example. Yeah, that was, You can't that was just say, I want to appeal this because I don't like the decision. Like, yeah, they can't say that. Yeah, that was the grounds that they, yeah. uh, on the first appeal for the the, yeah. the Chernobyl case, was that apparently the um, the judge misled. Because like we had a lot of questions about, because um, it was involuntary uh, manslaughter or something. Right? Was it involuntary manslaughter or was it? Uh, oh, yeah, was, no, it was it careless negligence. driving? It was something. Neg it was criminal negligence. Yeah, I think it was. Causing it was criminal negligence resulting in in death or dismemberment. It wasn't even manslaughter. So it was but criminal someone negligence. died, right? In the, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. car but that was, hit her? Yeah, it was the a motorcycle. The ducks certainly hit her. didn't. Yeah, the ducks <laughs> were fine by all accounts. Um, but yeah, that's it. It was, but it was, I think, it, I don't even think she got with manslaughter. I think it was just criminal negligence yeah. like, resulting in a death or something okay. like that. And it was apparently 
the way that the judge. Yo, I'll tell you what, if there would have been, if that jury would have been made up of a bunch of people from the community group that I preside over, they would have just oh. been so happy that she didn't run over those ducks. And she would have been like, she would have been the, the like. They Wasn't there a show road on road. TV about duck hunters or something? Duck. Yeah. It, it, I'm duck just Dynasty. Saying, duck Dynasty. Imagine if they were on the jury. Yeah, but I'm just saying the people in the NG community group tend to be very uh, oh friendly. animal friendly. Animal friendly. Oh yeah, yeah. I said the other day I advocated for like wasp for wasp nest being taken down or something, mm. and I had like 20 people on my mm -hmm. ass telling me mm -hmm. like that they were all God's creatures and like and oh the structure is so beautiful and they're and they're wonderful little pollinators and I'm like they're wasps for Christ's sakes. Did you add Sue? <laughs> did you add Sue in the conversation? I almost did. I like, did you tag me? Outside of my when are we uh, yeah. going to deal with this wasp <laughs> nest situation? Yeah. When are you what is your position on wasp? Brave personally come down here with a can of brave. Yeah. Personally, okay. I'll be yeah. right over. And I will say, I will say, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I don't think you have ever truly experienced, uh, like, a conversation like the one in deliberation, where you can't obviously like that's the one thing we're not allowed to talk about. But just trying right. to get twelve people to agree on a single thing is well. Like, you've was, seen that movie, right? Um, twelve Angry well, Men. Yeah, yeah like that's. Right? I, I was just sort of like, ha, 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 this is going to be so easy. We're yeah. all going to go in and just have, we're all of, of same, similar mind. We just watched the same trial. We're going to be in and out five minutes. And it was like a day and a half of deliberation. But that's <laughs> the same with the Turcotte thing. Mm -hmm. Like it went on for, and, and Magnata too. We were like, what the, like, what is there to discuss? I mean, yeah. <laughs> And we were it, we were worried. It was this Magnato was right before Christmas. I remember all the journalists oof. thought we're going to be stuck here over Christmas because you can't. You know, you just have to wait until there's a verdict, right? You can't. Yeah. Well, so. and that, that's the other thing too, right? Is in the, at least in Quebec, I don't know how it necessarily works in other provinces. Or I know I know in the states sometimes you're um, sequestered. sequestered for the whole trial, but it's like no. in Quebec you get like you're you're. You're technically you get like sequestered in in the morning they take away your phone and everything right. and you're not allowed to talk to anyone even in the in the palais de justice and then you get like unsequestered at night but then they're like please don't look at the news yeah that's like, right. like stay impartial don't read anything about yeah what you guys are going in then you're sequestered again but then when you're actually in deliberation then you're in the real sequestered we had to spend two different nights in two different hotels they're like busting us around and all that stuff and i was like it was like coming towards the weekend too. It's like we, we we put in our verdict on Friday, and they were. I was like, "What happens on the weekend?" And they're like, "Well, you're just sequestered yeah, for the weekend." That's right. And you're like, "Oh, amazing!" So, so that's why like, you got a verdict on Friday. Oh yeah, <laughs> and that's the thing is, like, you're like, "Oh, it's fun. You get to go to a hotel," but I'm like, "You don't. You're basically locked in your room. The phone is gone. The television is gone." I love that. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Like, you have to bring your old. Like, you have to bring a book. You're allowed to go to one little room that they have, like a little conference room kind of set up, and they watch like they have a movie on. You're not allowed to watch TV, right? There's no TV. Yeah, no, no television. Yeah. That's it. It's like the TVs are taken out of the yeah. room. Like you go into the room, and it's like you're like in a hotel room, but yeah. there's like a hole in the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Or one of those hotels. <laughs> <laughs> Phone is gone. Well, they are on yeah. a budget, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But that's it, and then and then you have like you have the options of like sitting in your room and like reading a book or going to the like the common room where it's like again yeah. mini deliberation of like let's come up with a movie that twelve people can agree on. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like amazing. Sounds like a gonna... nightmare. 
Yeah. Uh, you and, and of course, it's always uh, jury duty with Pauly Shore. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's it. Yeah. I, 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 I 90s, asked. 90s comedy no. classic. Um, <laughs> now, Sue, you said that just before you did the podcast with us tonight, you were going door to door. Yeah. How does how how's, how's how was that? It's great. I love yeah. doing that. We were we were like we go on a team. I go with a different candidate in my team um, different nights. So tonight I was with Patrice Cesar, who's running in Cote d'Ange. And uh, he got a couple of volunteers to come with us. And we just go door to door. We we give them our, you know, postcard with the picture of the team on it. And, um, you know, I introduce autograph myself. Autograph it? Hmm? Do you autograph it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, most people don't ask for my autograph. But anyway. Um, and if they do, they're probably trying to serve you or something. Yeah. So you no, but I think the postcard would be like autographed. Like, yeah. I'm Sue Angabri and I approve this postcard. Yeah. So, there, <laughs> So you know, today we were in Cote d'Ange and the reception has been great. Like, people, you know, we wear masks, we stand back, we talk to them. Uh, we don't spend a lot of time. We just want to know you know, we're kind of gauging the support, you know, to see how people are feeling and what their issues are and, you know, what, what they're looking for in a, in a council. And, um, yeah, so most people are super nice. Like one couple uh, offered us fudgicles, you know, which I thought that was really nice on a hot night like tonight. Um, so and that can't be construed as a bribe or anything well i didn't accept it <laughs> oh, okay okay good thank god right no i yeah. i would have not accept <laughs> no. that um that's a testament to the willpower of suman government right? right there i was like i was like and then you immediately took the fudge no i'm like very any sane person would it's so hot outside <laughs> no i had my bottle of water and um you know that's fine so um, and I got a vanilla envelope full of fudgicles. Yeah, in my sock. <laughs> um, like yeah, so it's going really well. We've been uh, we've been campaigning, you know, for weeks now, and uh, I feel like it's going to be an interesting race, right? Like, there's so many candidates throwing. Interesting their is is the half of it. So uh, <laughs> interesting to say the least. But I mean, I think it's great that so many people are stepping up because it's not easy. And I welcome all my opponents and I look forward to debating them. That's for sure. Like how many mayor, we got Alex Montagno, we've got um, uh, Matthew Kerr, right? And this woman, Gracia, who was just announced. So, and I, am I missing anyone? I think there's, I don't know. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting. Yeah. But I feel very confident. I feel like I accomplished a lot in my four years, despite, um, you know, the issues uh, that we were having. And I really would like to have another mandate to uh, follow through on some of the projects, like the Empress. There was, uh, and you, when, even when he came in, even when he came in, there was so much so much insanity with, with this borough. And oh, like, I know. And the the last like what God since the last over the last like three mayors of the city right there's this, this has been constant flux and because like, I mean I worked at I worked at the suburban newspaper right mm, like I kind of mm -hmm. and I did, I was I was there for like seven years and it seemed like a big chunk of the time that I was there I was hearing you know 
this and that about you know apple bomb well apple bomb right and, and all even, that even, stuff even know? prior to that because and then apple like i was i was trying to look look back at and see just like the montreal like mayor mayoral situation right like is i i think it's in the state that it is in right now because you had someone like tremblay who was just like where like it was almost like a given yeah that the, the montreal political scene was like corrupt and you were just yep. sort of like you're like oh yeah that's just part of living in montreal is our government is is super shady yeah that's the montreal government and that was like i remember that was just sort of like the expect almost like the yeah, begrudging the expectation. expectation of the yeah. early 2000s is you were like oh yeah the montreal like political scene is just corrupt and all messed up mm -hmm. and i think that in the process of like pulling ourselves out of it there's going to be this like this big flux and you're going to see a lot of candidates and you're going to see a lot of stuff and i guess other than going door, door to door like you were saying i think as voters we're we're very confused you know what i mean like where yeah, for sure we know we know that obviously that the, the main talking points like valerie pump is the the green option Cordaire put a bunch of blockades and did formula e and it was crazy that's like and, and then put up a bunch of concrete posts all over the place and but both at the same time, they were like, Cordaire just sort of like seemed to have gotten the job because he seemed to be less corrupt. And then Valerie Plant got the job because Cordaire made a mess of things. Yeah. You know, so it's like, like we're, we're, and again, not to say anything bad about Valerie Plant, I was like, I feel that we're in the process of like a lot of turmoil in the Montreal political scene where we're trying to figure out where the like, like how can we get stability at the like, in yeah. the halls of power of Montreal. I think I think first step is putting more lights on the Jacques Cartier bridge. First of all. <laughs> mm -hmm. First of all. Number one. <laughs> um, so despite your despite It doesn't your own, run through my borough, so I really you know, uh, don't have jurisdiction there. But maybe the Saint Jacques Bridge. The to carry overpasses that are in your borough. Yeah, yeah. More yeah, yeah, lights yeah. on Just light them up. Light them <laughs> up. Light them up. Walter, Walter has proposed to me he might be a little too shy to propose it himself but walter has proposed uh that he is personally willing to do fireworks displays off yeah. of the bridges yeah i'm in so i, I, I need such a minimal budget and i'll stretch it i'll stretch yeah, i'll shoot firewall fireworks <laughs> off those overpasses all day okay yeah i'm not a big fan of fireworks have to no. say oh yeah well i mean it, that that became especially contentious this year yeah. but uh, i you know I, I i tell you what i've never i have never injured myself nor anyone else with 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 fireworks well you know what the problem the problem with fireworks and there's all, so many problems too i'm not dumb like there's, there's a million <laughs> problems with fireworks. i just i just enjoy them despite the the inherent danger involved okay but, but, there's like but, a thousand but seriously, there are a lot of people living in our borough that are refugees from war, like Syria and so on. And it's mm -hmm. really upsetting to hear it, hear those things going off. And also, I was um, I was uh, in the first school high school shooting in Canada, in Brampton, Ontario, in 1970. Really? Yeah. And um, it was 1978, I believe. Jeez. 1975. Uh, anyway, I was in grade nine and a guy came into our school and started shooting people. But that was back in the days when um, we didn't do anything about it. Like there was no follow up. There was no nothing. Like we just had to go. Back it was like a random guy or was a student? It was a student in grade 11.
Oh my and, God. And um, he killed himself, another student, a teacher, and injured 11 students. So nobody ever hears about it because it was just one of these things that was sort of swept, you know, we they didn't bring psychologists in and, you know, uh, comfort what's dogs. your memory what's your memory of that like like is it still you still have a pretty clear memory of that or? oh yeah and that's why i don't like fireworks like fireworks yeah. it sounds, yeah. we thought it was fireworks going off in the school right. and it was actually a gun right. um no i was in the hall it was the change of classes and i looked down the hallway like i heard the pop 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 and i looked down the hall and this whole crowd of students was running towards me and we were all kind of like what laughing nervously right. and this guy said uh he's got a gun like get the hell out of the school wow. and so i ran i had to run upstairs to get out i was in the basement and i all i could think of was being shot in the back and then okay. i had to and this was in brampton ontario right the population thirty thousand at the time right nothing ever happened there and I had to run around the front of the school to get home. And all I could think of was like snipers or I was going to oh, be shot down. And I got home and I was hysterical. Like I like at, like at, like at Kent State or something. Yeah. 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 So then it turned out, uh, but then we were trying to find our friends and we couldn't, nobody knew what was going on. It was sheer panic. Of course, there's no social media or anything. Um, so I've never even heard of this. I didn't know. Yeah, know his name was Michael Slobodian, and uh, um, I don't know. Like we'll never know what 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 went through his head, but um, uh, he was after one particular teacher that he didn't like, apparently. Wow. And yeah, so 40 years went past by and finally a bunch of students at Centennial at the school uh, put up a memorial. Um, took 40 years. Took 40 years. Wow. Yeah. yeah, because it was just kind of, it was very traumatizing and we, we never got any support or it just wasn't talked about. It was very strange, you know. So yeah, May, May 28th, 1975. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. May 28th. Yeah. And, um, and so they gave us a couple of days off school to, to cover up all the bullet holes. <laughs> and then we had to go back to school. And it I was, like, was going to say, at least they covered up the bullet holes. Cause yeah. my, my, my wife was at Dawson when there was the Dawson. Oh, a couple wow. years ago. And when they reopened, not all of the bullet holes were plastered over. Like okay, there were yeah, people were cool. people were finding them in the atrium. Like they plastered over the like the main, but you're like, oh, right next to the vending machine. And I was like, that's not. Yeah. How did you like? Because they opened up really quickly. Sarah was like, in the building when that happened. Yeah, Sarah was in the building. That was so that's another that. story that I did. I wrote a feature about Kimber Gill, the guy who did the shooting. Right. He went I to my high school. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. He went to Rosemary High School. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I was in the grade his, as his younger brothers. I interviewed was, his I, mom, and. It was horrible, you know, like I know, but like I kind of wrote the story that two families had lost a child in this, like, mm -hmm. you yeah. know, the Anastasia that died, that was killed, like, thank, like, it's a, a miracle there wasn't more killed, right? Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. Like, again, like, I mean, if you, if you have, if you, as it happened, when they just like, he came in from uh, Demezinov and it was the atrium where it's like Walter and I, but he was good with the Dawson. Do, like the atrium is like a buzzing. Yeah. 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 So much it's yeah. always, it's, it's like the right. main hub of the school. There's yeah. like 
two different cafeterias attached to it. There's like yeah. tables everywhere. People coming in from the metro, yeah. coming in from the street. Like it again. I don't want to. And his plan. He was going to go to Lexus Neon initially, right? It was oh, either. Really? It was either. I, I, as I recall, he was like his plan was to go into a Lexus Neon, the, the the mall. But I think he saw some cops or something in front of the entrance. So oh like, right, yeah, I, I remember so he that. But his I, plan at the last second. I don't know how they know that. Did he leave him? I, I, used to, I don't know. I don't know how, because, like, yeah, because then he killed him or whatever. Or they, they, I, they shot him, didn't they? Yeah. But I remember they, they were able to demonstrate that his plan was originally. Okay. He might have had it drawn up. I don't know. For all we know, right? Like, yeah, I, like, I don't remember, remember all the details, too, but it's like there's. I was out of Dawson when that happens, but like. Yeah, no, I, I wasn't with Sarah at the time, uh, but my girlfriend at the time was also at Dawson. So. Uh, wow! I was like, I, I was at work, and I was just like, she was like calling me on the cell phone. And Remember, like, and all the cell phones were jammed; like nobody could get through. And yeah, Listen to this story and, and again, and this was Keith whenever this happened. This was girls. <laughs> and this was Keith whenever this happened. This was girls. <laughs> they were all on their Instagram. No, this, this was, but this was like really before social. media. Oh, it was media. before social media. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's I'm it. Sure so Keith it was, was younger like, then too. I'm sure it was fine. This was a while ago, but yeah, no, that's it. Um, but I, and that's it. I was like, I remember like tuning into the news to find out what was happening, and like the the reports were just. To, I mean, we were probably getting more news than you were getting in necessarily in Brampton in 1975, but it was yeah. just like nowadays we're we're so used to the like yeah by the second like you go updates. on Twitter and you you know and they like end up the the the, the police. Like it's not even like hearsay. It's like, hey, there's there's the crowdsourcing aspect of it. But yeah. there's even like the official police account or like yeah. suspect was here, suspect was last sighted there, suspect has been apprehended. And you're yeah. like at the second, you're not waiting for like a news break yeah. on TJD or whatever. Right. It's like you you get it as it happens. It's such yeah. a such a different experience. I can only imagine in the seventies where you're like, Oh no, we I were just, just I just ran home. I like, ran home I and then we were sitting beside the radio waiting and, you know, it was like, we didn't know where anyone was. We couldn't find them. Um, my friend's dad was in a doctor at the Emerge and he was just waiting for his kid to come in. Like all these kids were being brought by ambulance. Oh, it's awful. Anyway, all that to say, I don't like fireworks. Yeah, fireworks suck. <laughs> Never again. As, I was, as we were talking about this the whole time, I realized that there was like a, a box of fireworks. Yeah, literally a box of fireworks sitting behind this me. Is, you, see, you see what I'm pointing here, Sid? This is, this oh, is yes. Here. Okay. All right. Well. I'm always responsible and never within uh, city limits. Okay, good. When I when, when my wife was on a bridge. Story, no, no bridge. Uh, I've never shot fireworks off a bridge. That sounds like a lot of fun, actually. No. But I won't do it not, with, not, without, not within the city limits. No. Not, not without, without a permit. A, political support and a permit permit the closest i came to a prenup agreement when i got married sue was that my wife actually said once we're married you're no longer allowed to shoot fireworks off within city limits i'm not even joking seriously the real thing this was a stipulation of the marriage okay so not even like in the house Especially not, <laughs> but like city limits. City limits, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So not, not even backyard, like not... in the bedroom or within our house well, or on well, the I mean, back, fireworks in the, the backyard. Is a different story altogether. Okay. Different yeah. kind of fireworks. You know, like when when Walter when Walter hey. locks eyes with his wife well, and uh, you know, there's fireworks. It's like yeah, a burning out. schoolhouse all over again. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I remember Walter was telling me 
when the uh, when the Montreal Canadiens uh, eliminated the Vegas Golden Knights on oh, Saint yeah. Jean Baptiste, he was like, "But what about now, honey? Fireworks yeah. now?" And she's like, "No, no. The agreement stands." It's like, but it's two things. It's two things. Habs one, and it's Saint Jean. Yeah, double. <laughs> but I was at Girouard Park that night, and. Yeah, that you know, and, I, and you remember, Sue, that I got a little, I, I personally got a little ticked off when they, you know, when they shut down those, the, the screenings of those games. But, you know, all, all. So did I, know, actually. All indignation, all indignation aside, the fireworks did get a little crazy that night. Oh, at yeah. The, okay. at, at the park. <laughs> and there was like, because there was like, you know, it was just people like who bought bunch of fireworks like doing these like mini fireworks displays and so like nobody was they didn't bother clearing anybody right and like so there was like fireworks like shooting like yeah, horizontally that... across like the, yeah. the baseball field okay, it, was, it was a fun night but like yeah. it was it did get a little a little dicey but not yeah. not the safest night no <laughs> what we're saying in general i think that was that was the the consensus even one of our friends who was who was downtown in the in the thick of the almost Riots, like let's say, just like street parties that that got right. a little little out of hand, so rowdy, out was, of control. Like, yeah, exactly. That said, like they were saying, like yeah, the cops stepped in very quick, but they were like the crowd was not being like pleasant as yeah. Uh, yeah. as it the can evening. Get ugly. Yeah, exactly. That's it. It's, it's one of those things where you're like, yeah, you don't necessarily want a ton of police intervention going on when people are just there to have a good time. But you're like, when it's that many people, a couple people being violent jerks is going to be uh, is going to be a whole other story. Yeah. So speaking of police, speaking of police, and I don't want to get into uh, issue by issue with you here, but like... I used to be a prison guard. Oh shit, really? Yeah. With a women in a women's prison in Brown. When, when, when did you fit that in, Sue? <laughs> uh, as soon as I got... We've lost Keith. Uh, he'll come back. Yeah. No, no, I'm um, here. I just... I, I closed oops, my, did you hear I closed that? My oh, Keith because... is opening a beer. No, no, no. I, I closed my camera because I, I have there's something in my eye and I don't want you guys to have to watch me. Oh, dig it out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, be careful. Gross. Wash so your when hands. Were you, when were you a prison guard? Um, when I graduated. Please say Thailand. Please say Thailand. No, <laughs> I wish. No, when I graduated from uh, UBC uh, in God knows, I don't know what year. Um, <laughs> to the old 1970. 80 something. <laughs> yeah. Um. I was looking for a job and a friend of mine was working in this prison and she said, why don't you apply to this, to the prison? And I said, well, I have no experience in that. I didn't, I didn't, I haven't even taken a psych course. She said, no, we're looking for, they're looking for someone. So this is how different things were in the eighties. So I went in and I met with the warden or whatever he's called. And he was just about to retire. And the last thing he had to do was fill this position. Wow. So he was looking at my CV and he said, oh, you've been, you've been in Switzerland, living in Switzerland. And he goes, nice mountains there. He, he said, can you start tomorrow? <laughs> that was the extent of the interview. Wow. You're and, from Switzerland. You're hired. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to prison. So it was an amazing experience, actually. It's a country like, known for their guards. I really enjoyed it. I did in their bank accounts, right? And that's why I decided to go into journalism because I wasn't very good at being a guard, but I was very uh -huh. good at listening to these stories of these women who were in prison. And I just thought, wow, like I've never heard of these stories, 
you know. Did anybody ever, did, did, did any of the uh, convicts or the, the, the inmates, prisoners, yeah. inmates uh, did they ever call you a screw? Yes. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. And I had yes. to do like strip searches and oh. uh, yeah, it, it, I wasn't very good at it. Like I was like, yeah. okay, you know, I bruise easily. Like, let's just all get along here. And there was a hostage taking when I was there. Um, oh, luckily, wow. I was not the hostage. Um, mm. But one of my colleagues was taken hostage, shoved in a room, and they lit the mattress on fire. And uh, anyway, oh, she got out. Everything was fine. But um, so you've yeah. seen a lot of shit. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I feel that like the the, the podcast is not long enough to yeah, do. You keep dropping these little nuggets. Justice. Us, like we haven't even gotten to Thailand. You're like you're like the for, you're like you're like the Forrest Gump of tragedy here. Like, yeah. Um, is, is that the first time you've ever gotten a Forrest Gump comparison? And I mean that. In the yes, actually, isn't it stupid? Is as stupid does? Yeah, yeah. Did you ever like have like a ping pong, like a ping pong, like any kind of weird sporting? No, Canada in ping pong at the Calgary Olympics. Actually, I was just. Did you not watch me at the Olympics? Like just now, I was in the. Just happened. I am a master Tokyo. swimmer, though. I do swim. The, I swim the 1500. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. That's that's a lot of meters. Swim. Yeah. Um, Walter, do you want to uh, head into five questions? We're coming yeah, up. Let's, on... Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. We should probably let's go into five questions here. Oh, right. so five questions. Okay. We have a five yeah. question segment, and Keith, I don't remember the questions. It's don't fine. Don't ask fine, me if fine. I remember the questions. I won't. I'm not going to ask. I never them. remember I'm just the questions. Just go right into the question. It's all. Let me. I'll explain it, and then you explain just, the gimmick. I'll, I'll get into the question. Take like twenty minutes to explain the thing. Okay. It's, it's, so there's. <laughs> she was already rubbing her temples. Yeah. Yeah. If if you knew. I feel like I'm in a borough council meeting. <laughs> well, we're much we're, we're much more functional than that. Which um, one of you is Marvin? <laughs> um, so there's three questions that are the same week to week, uh, guess to guess, uh, and you know, and then there's the fourth question is a question from last week's guest for you. Not Ooh. and they didn't know and they didn't know that it was going to be you. So that's so that was just a question they put out there, and you're going to get that. And then the fifth question is going to be your question for the next guest. Uh, and I don't know if Keith can, but it doesn't really matter. You don't need to. And know it can be it anything. It could be any question, any like any kind of general question. Mm. You can make, or you can make it specific. Sometimes people go ultra specific. Sometimes people go ultra general. So you have four questions in the meantime to think about what your question is going to be. Okay. Are you ready for this, Sue? Yes, I am. All right. Perfect. All right, Keith. Question numero uno. Question number one. Uh, what do your thoughts sound like? Oh my God. Fireworks. <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> After that intro? <laughs> uh, yeah, fireworks. That's a very perfect my, answer. My thoughts sound like screaming, so I kind of I relate to you on that <laughs> yeah. one. I feel like you know, screaming fireworks is yeah, good. All right, question number two. Uh, what was your favorite thing to eat as a child? Could be a meal, could be a snack, could okay. be a candy. I grew up in the 60s, okay? Like, we had like. Oh, the remember the squeeze a snack, cheese out of a tube. Like we had oh, all fake foods, right? That's when fake food came in. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So, you, you so like it was this fake cheese in a tube, and you squeezed it out onto fake crackers. How are the crackers fake? Oh, they're just made of crap, right? Like you can't you can't recognize <laughs> any like, of the ingredients. No, good crackers. It's yeah. a fake bullshit. Cracker. Yeah. 
<laughs> like they weren't like organic, you know, like Did people feed had... their kids all organic and so your cheese, this big cheese, you like left it out on the counter for a year. Oh yeah, moldy. it would, they wouldn't be moldy. <laughs> but it wasn't, it wasn't like in an aerosol can. This was, this was in a tube. No, it's a tube and it has a hole right. in it and you squeeze yeah. it. So it was literally called, Google it, squeeze a snack. Squeeze, squeeze a snack. Yeah, squeeze tube, a snack. I feel like the tube format somehow makes it more disgusting. Like, right? Like only like toothpaste. <laughs> and, and, it's, and it's like cheese whiz, basically. Yeah. In a tube. So I don't that's, mind cheese whiz, but. It's not even cheese, right? It's just like. Yeah, like or Velveeta. Like Do you remember Velveeta cheese? Cheese like, Whiz yeah. is very similar to Velveeta. Velveeta and Cheese Whiz is, they're, they're like. Right? They're all they from well the, the same, same family. Yeah. yeah. My mom used to, my one of my favorite little breakfasts in the morning, like when I was like, like in high school and stuff, when my mom would make me like a, a an English muffin with, with a toasted English muffin with cheese whiz on it. That was pretty good. Yeah. I actually asked for that. That was something that I would request. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? That. The English muffin with the cheese. And, I, liked, I liked an English muffin with peanut butter on it. And yeah, that was good too. And do you remember we used to put sugar on our cereal? Oh, yeah. Yes. Especially I, the, the, sugar, the cereals that are already sugary. I would never sugar up a sugar cereal. No, but, like, but corn but like flakes. Rice Krispies was getting like one spoon of sugar to yeah. a spoon of cereal. It'd be like yeah. splunk yeah. sugar. <laughs> and corn flakes, right? Corn flakes yeah, yeah, and muffin, muffins. Like we had all that boring stuff. Shredded wheat. Wait, wait, like the basic, the like the big, the big shredded wheat rectangle. Yeah. So you, yeah. Yeah. you drop a giant rectangle of wheat. Let it soak in the milk for a yeah. solid 20 minutes. Yeah. Pour sugar all sugar. over it. Sugar. And then just kind of mash up this like yeah. soggy wheat cube full of sugar and we, we also had made up milk growing up like made powdered up milk. milk uh so when we had real milk that was pretty special whoa, whoa, whoa. what is this like powdered milk powdered milk what did you call it made up milk made up milk <laughs> well powdered and, milk is still like from, and this is the kind of family i grew milk. up in that my mom would mix up the Powder, like we didn't have a lot of money, so this was the way you save money is like made up milk, powdered milk. Yeah, milk. yeah. But my dad was allowed to have the real milk on his cereal oh. because you know he right. he was he bread, was breadwinner. Yeah, breadwinner, yeah. And he's the man. And you got the big piece of chicken too, I bet. Always, always. Yeah. Um, well, there's houses a lot like that. Yeah. He's like, yes, oh, yes. I get the real milk. Yeah, I actually, you know what's funny is I do get the real milk because, like, <laughs> Jacob and Catherine are on to, like, almond milk. Oh, yeah, right? Like, we never had any of that stuff growing up. Almond milk? Yeah, but fuck almond milk. milk. <laughs> but we had made-up milk. What's that? But made-up milk, but which made is probably milk. the you know, uh, Almond milk's just fancy, made organic made-up milk. Right. Hey. Just start referring to it as made-up milk now. Almond milk like, is way more, is probably way more harmful to the environment, environment and, totally and, and powdered milk was almonds yeah you know how you know how much water water fields take it's crazy and it's out in california where there's no water you know about this keith it's a big problem. i heard about this yeah, yeah. I bet, I you, I bet you chug that almond milk you piece yeah. of crap <laughs> <laughs> you have to uh, switch to hazelnut milk Ooh, Sue. wait a minute Wait a minute. Okay. Anyway. Question three. <laughs> okay. Question three. Uh, Hit me. What is the, what is the best or worst thing about growing up? Oh, about growing up. Hmm. Yeah. The friends you make along so the way. So you're assuming that no I'm more up. squeeze a snack. <laughs> worst I, part about growing up. I think 
I think the 20s is hard because all of a sudden you're not in school anymore and you're trying to figure out what you want to do and you don't really know what you want. Like your life's no longer planned out, right? Mm -hmm. So up until you're finished school, you know what you're going to do year to year. Yeah, there's and, always like you have you you know what's happening in the next like six yeah. months and you have immediate goals, which is get a grade, which is to get to the next semester, right? Which is then to like you're like bang, 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 bang. And now you're so like, I would have fun say, forever. so you, so then all of a sudden, everybody's telling you, ah, the world is your oyster, Duh. but you have no idea what you want to do because you've never done anything, mm -hmm. like job-wise, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, what does an engineer do? I don't know. What does a, uh, I don't know. Like, what does and you seem to have do? especially taken that to heart because, like, just on this conversation, we've talked about beat journalist, traveling abroad prison guard yeah. politician so it's like well it my life, like you were like I, what do you want to do and you were like everything well i compare my life to one of those one of those games pinball where you pull back and then the ball kind of goes like this and so <laughs> i kind of i never had a plan but people really influenced me when i met them and they would say yeah why don't you become a journalist why don't you know you like to write okay why don't you like, why don't you become a politician? Why don't you become a mayor? <laughs> okay. Uh, so why not? It's like, it's like looking into my future. <laughs> right. So th this kind of ended up uh, feeding into question number four. Uh, question number four comes from uh, Leah Philippe and Emily Allard, who are from the uh, FAR Festival, the Festival Festival d'Art dans les Ruelles, I want to say. Okay. So yeah, that's it. So it's the, the Alley Arts yeah. Street Festival that started. Uh, when this podcast comes out, it's next week. So when it started last week, it started on August 12th. Okay. Uh, and it's running until September 12th in a bunch of the different boroughs. Uh, I don't know all of the boroughs off the top of my head. But yeah, they're the organizers of this festival. They, is, it in, is it in our borough? I don't think so. I haven't heard of it. That's too it's bad. It's more in way, the... Way to, way to research this one, Keith. <laughs> there, there, it's in twelve different boroughs. I only know like two or three. I know, I know it's okay. in, I know it's in Ville-Marie, and I know it's in, of all places, Anjou. What's this thing called, Keith? I'm gonna look it up right now. But so maybe festival. we can get it here at some point because we have nice alleys, yeah. kind of. We have great alleys. Next year, I mean, I know they're, they're always looking to to explain it, uh, well, to expand it. Expand. it they talk well, you know what I really miss is Belk. Um, uh, not Belfast. Fest. Porch oh, yeah, no, Porch I know. Fest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Porch yeah. Fest. Oh, man. I wish we could do that in the fall. We kind of can. Well, that's it, right? We had Gern, we had Gern Velchek on the show, and he was one of the people. When was Gern on? Fest. Yeah, you might have been on the Gern episode, buddy. Oh, that was a long time ago, you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I think okay. one of the things he was talking about was Porch Fest. It's so great. <laughs> yeah. It's the best <laughs> event, I think. Uh, they wanted to know, so this was kind of a... a, a one question that became a second question. Okay. So they wanted to know what what do you want to do when you get tall? Because they were saying that that was always like the weird because like the the French to English translation was like what do you want to do when you're big? Instead oh, when you grow like up, you mean? That's that's where they sort of said what do you want to do as an adult? But then they were also said when you're when tall? you're bigger. <laughs> it was their circus performers. Okay, I'm really 61, meta. so I don't, don't think really I'm going to grow anymore. <laughs> I think I'm past my growing spurt. My but, growth but the question I think was intended to say oh that God, is there geez. something you would have done? No, 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 because they talked about that. Is they were like, they asked me, 
And I was like, they're like, if you were taller, I was like, I would have wanted to do more you sports. You had an episode with two francophones on, and you completely botched the question, saying we they had no idea what they were talking questions. about. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. so let's say if I were would, taller, what would I do? Yeah, so it became a question about height and growing up. Maybe I could prune the trees in NDG like people want me to. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, Without a ladder, right? <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, and I mean, we just talked about this a little bit. What do you want to do as an adult? I guess there is no real answer because you've dabbled in everything. No, I mean, I still, like, I would like to be mayor for another mandate. And then I would like to mentor somebody to take the reins because I don't think it should be a career thing. Walter. I want it. I want it. I want it. Okay. (laughs) Are you sure? Yeah. Spend 24 hours a day on Facebook. You watch. (laughs) Yeah. Do you like being tagged? Because that's one of the job I love requirements. It and, I never, and I never get defensive or uh, or argumentative with people online at all. Right. It's really good. It's who's, really good. Your, <laughs> who's your favorite person on Thrive? Who's my favorite person besides me? Uh, uh, <laughs> next question. Okay. Um, so I don't. So honestly, I don't know what I will do next. But that's the way I've always lived my life. Like whatever comes along, like. Yeah, sure, I'll do it. Like maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll go. I'll try my stand up again. Oh, because yeah, you did. You did Joey's chorus, right? Yeah, I was the only woman in my class, and oh, really? So yeah. Do you do you remember what when you did that around like what year? When I left the Gazette, so it would have been two thousand fifteen ish. Yeah, I would like I did the. The, the first time he offered that course, that's how I started stand up in the first place was it, like, I, I did that. I like, and it was like a 10 week thing. And it was the first time he had offered that. And like, there's still a lot of people from that class that are like, that are still working in stand up now. So. Yeah. I never worked stand up. It, it, I mean, it, it wasn't, my kids are always like, mom, you're not a stand up comic. Mom, mom, stop. You're not funny. You know, there's a lot of people who I know claim to be comics that are very funny, Sue. So I don't know. I, I Walter, Walter could here. definitely find you a microphone and an audience. Yeah. Really but you know what? I think <laughs> I think women doing stand-up is probably just as hard as women in politics. Like you're judged very harshly, don't you think? There, there's been a bit of a sea change. Oh, yeah? In, uh, okay. So may, see, maybe that'll be my next thing. I feel like... I certainly have a lot harder. of material... After working, this, I certainly have a lot of material after working yeah, in the bet. city. I bet. I would Although it's not very that. funny, but no, I'm sure it's no one would believe it. Actually, <laughs> dark comedy. Let's say. Yeah, dark comedy. Uh, and then, yes, our final question is: What question would you like to ask yeah. to our next guest, without knowing who that guest is going to be? I my question is: If you were stranded on a desert island. What song would you like to have and what luxury item? Just one song? One song. Interesting. And one luxury item. I have uh, questions. Okay. So, but like, is it like. Can't be a double barreled? Is connectivity to the internet possible on my luxury item? Like, if I'm like a laptop or is no. that not? No. Okay. It's on a desert island. And you can't have your laptop. Okay, so that's it. So the item, whatever the item is, it's not. It can't connect to the outside right. world. So right. like that, that can't be a function. Yeah. Because <clears throat> so 
I think I have it. I think I think I have it. Uh, the song in, that immediately came to mind was Everlong by the Foo Fighters. It was one of my favorite songs uh, growing up in high school. I sang it in uh, a grade 11 at our band like concert show. And uh, I almost proposed to my wife during the song while seeing them live. And she walked down the aisle on our wedding day to that song. Wow. So, so um, why didn't you propose to her? You yeah, came almost? to your senses? What? Uh, so no, because I didn't want, it, it was literally, I was like, I, I had it up in my mind. Walter was with me <laughs> that night, actually. We were in RFK Stadium watching the Foo Fighters perform. You were there, Walter. Walter's like looking. Remember when we went to Washington? To yeah, watch but I can't play? believe you almost proposed to your wife at RFK Stadium. It, it wasn't, a, it, it, I wasn't like, I didn't have the ring in my pocket, but I was like, I had made up my mind that I was oh, going to propose and we were going to. You had a what? ring? Wow. Exactly. I didn't have the ring in my pocket at that moment, but I was like, I made up my mind I was going to propose. And there was a couple of events in our immediate future. One was a trip to Taiwan and two was a trip to Foo Fighters. And Everlong has all kind of became our song. And I was like, mm. that it was like a, a front runner of the like, and then I proposed. And I was like, no, it's during a concert, there's too much or whatever. Yeah. Like, so it wasn't like I was like sitting there about you and didn't. I had decided pre-concert I wasn't. Okay. But it was like on the short but list. That's so of like, romantic. Maybe. I ended up asking her in Taiwan uh, on our trip to Taiwan. So well, my was, husband, out, my husband proposed yes. to me on a trek in Nepal. And we had been walking, you know, trekking for hours on end. And we get to the tea house and it's like, we have dinner and I just want to go to bed because we've just eaten more lentils and rice. <laughs> and uh, he says, let's go for a walk. And I'm like, what? Like, we've just been walking for eight hours. So he says, no, just, it's a beautiful night. It's a full moon. Look at the mountains, the Himalayas. So we walked to the outhouse. And he said, the outhouse? Well, he Romance. said, will you marry me? I said, sure. Can we go to bed now? <laughs> so that was our romantic. Uh, that's cute. So yeah, so that, that's my song and my item. I think it would be, it, it's let's say half cheating, but it would be like a Kindle full of my favorite books. Okay. That, so okay. it's like, so okay. it, the Kindle, would, I wouldn't have outside connection. But which but favorite I, book? I said full of them. I know, but... If you had, I would like. Book. I would. I would definitely like. Off the top of my head, there would kind of have to be Lord of the Rings. Would probably like the trilogy oh, would be on there. A lot of the Discworld. Uh, shrugged. Like, like, there's so much space on a Kindle. I could have probably sure. put. I've never read the entire Discworld series by Terry Pratchett, but I was like, but I've read what I have read. I've enjoyed, and there's like 30 of them. So I'd be like, throw all 30 of them. Game what of Thrones. If, I would reread Game of Thrones in like a heartbeat. What about you, Walter? Fire, what say. would you take to a desert island? Uh, the song, I was, you know what, you beat me to it because I was gonna say the song would be "Don't Stop Believing," and then the luxury, bad, item, the, the, the luxury item would be, uh, well, no, "Don't Stop Believing." You know, it gives yourself some motivation. You're on the desert island. You know, eventually it'll get better. Yeah. And then the, and then the luxury item would be a, some sort of massive firework uh, that I would save for like if I ever hear like a plane coming. Yeah, right. Like, like, like a, a burning the, the burning schoolhouse. Yeah, or just no, like a real bigger something bigger, okay. like a good one, a really good okay. one, so that if I, you know, that you yeah. light it off, and then maybe it'll act as kind of not just like a regular flare, but a flare with flare. Mm, hey, flare. I, I was gonna you say know. something, something like a, a single firework that could like single-handedly win the Benson and Hedges. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I want. It's okay. Still so, going. 
So we didn't even talk about politics. No, fuck politics. That's yeah, it's not what the show's about. <laughs> I told you, Sue. Okay, that's not what it's about. So great. Awesome. Um, this the show is go plug yourself. I guess there is an election coming up. And go plug yourself. I like that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I guess get out and vote is still the message. November seventh, get out and yeah. vote, and uh, and vote for me. Oh, vote yeah. for me. That's the There's message. The that's, that's a pretty good plug. That's a pretty good and direct plug. Right. <laughs> and your plug name is so hundred percent, regardless what happens, regardless of anything else that happens, your name's on that ballot. Um, yes. Um, yes. Hundred percent. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Good. And my I, team. I just, I'm making sure for myself. Here, and my team, one. courage, courage. You know, we're only in Cotonou NDG. We don't care about whoever's running downtown. Of course, I will work with anyone, but we're not spreading ourselves thin. We're focusing on our borough. That's it. That's all. Team courage. It's called team courage. Courage. Do you use the uh, tragically hip song? No. Is there one? Yeah, there's courage by the Tragically Hip. Look it up. It's, oh. it's it's one of their better one of their bigger ones too. Okay. When you when if, get it, I don't know if they're, they're if they play intro songs during the debate, but if so, if so, get it. <laughs> well, like I was a, gonna. Like a, I don't like know. Like a pro wrestler as possible, have an intro song. Who does that song? We're not gonna take it anymore. Uh, Twisted Quiet, Sister. Right? Oh, Twisted is it? Sister. Trust me, it's Twisted Sister. It is Twisted Sister. Wow, Sister. that's good. Quiet. You guys are, you know, we could do a trivia. Like oh, I music. love I love trivia. Yeah, so, uh, that's one of my many uh, facets. Okay, Walter, do you have anything coming up that you want to uh, shoot the plug in for? Uh, when this is out, when again? This is out August nineteenth. Okay, you know what? Next weekend, there's a Nicholas Gibbs. Remember the guy that was shot by the police down on Demizano? There's going to be right. a, a commemoration. They're doing a painting uh, on the street of Demizanov. And then they're having okay. a commemoration of him. Like uh, a memorial service? Yeah. Sort of? So that would be, uh, that's next weekend. It's like the, uh, that would be August 21st? Yeah. I want to say, okay. And I think they're they're closing off the street, where the borough has agreed to close off the street for the event mm. uh, from midnight to 6 a.m. or something. So they can paint this thing. Cool. Yeah. yeah Walter, you know, do you have anything to shout out? Plug. I'm good. I'm good. All right, uh, Sue. Thank you so much. Well, for that, was, that was we, awesome. Can we make? I don't. Do uh, we ever? I don't know if we ever. I just at least on a on a one one downer note. I just uh, I don't, a friend of the podcast, Andrew Albert, comedian Andrew Albert, recently passed I away. I saw that. So mm-hmm. and what uh, happened? Just I it just it was like a sudden thing, and I don't know if we ever actually. I think do we ever have him? Yeah, we, we had. He Andrew looked show, so yeah. young. He was. He was 46, 46 years old, and it was a really sad deal. And uh, we had him on the podcast a few times, and he was uh, a really good guy and uh, really a friend sad. of mine and uh, a, a good com- uh, comedy colleague to have. And, uh, yeah. And there yeah, is so, a – isn't there a memorial for him at the comedy someplace? Or did you uh, – Well, there's – I mean, it's going to be in the past once the podcast comes out. Oh, okay. It, uh, yeah, are, uh, there is something coming up. I, but, yeah, yeah, anyway, but, but uh, so yeah, I just wanted to mention that. So. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, that's hard when you lose a friend. Yeah, yeah, especially suddenly like that, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure, you know, anyway, so yeah. yeah obviously, and condolences and obviously yeah. the best wishes to everyone who knew Andrew, which was a ton of people, obviously, a lot of people huge, huge outpouring. Uh, people I didn't even, like, obviously, the Montreal comic, com- like, comedy scene was a huge loss. The Canadian comedy scene was a huge loss. And yeah. a number of like 
musicians I know from like not just Quebec but like different provinces were also having an outpouring like wow. huge huge like and and everyone and he's from Montreal travel. he's from Montreal he's from he, he from Montreal a lot no he was from he was from New Brunswick originally oh, New Brunswick. Right. That's right. Right. I read that. he worked right. a lot out west but uh the last few years he was living in Montreal and had previously lived in Montreal for different stints mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah that's it but yeah through the career he's had he's it's just touched so many people like just like, like people on my Facebook feed that I wouldn't think knew him still a huge outpouring of okay so there's a lesson there let people know you love them before they die 100 yeah right? absolutely tell people how you feel don't wait because honestly uh i'm getting to the age where you know we're, we're we're starting to lose friends and uh it's it's important to tell people how you feel about them sue thank you so much for doing this uh it was great was, was great i really was, loved it uh, Little dark at times, a lot of fun, but it was, I wouldn't, it was great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad we made this happen, Sue. Glad we pinned you down. Also, very, very happy that we could could do this. Thanks. Okay, so so let's talk again after the election. Yeah. Or before before. election night special. (laughs) All right, live. We'll do it live from the uh, the, 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 the Courage Party headquarters. Yeah, okay. Thanks again for listening. Go plug yourself. As always, a big thank you to Leland Beckman and Oral Turpitude for providing all of the original music for the show. We mentioned at the beginning of the show that we'd love for you to tell your friends about the show, and honestly, that's all you really need to do. But if you're feeling particularly generous, you can support the show financially and 9to5.cc in general by going to patreon.com slash 9to5cc. You can get early access to every episode of Go Plug Yourself and other perks too. Finally, if you or someone you know has a project they'd like to plug on the show, reach out to us and let us know. You can find us on Facebook by searching 9to5cc, and we're 9to5cc on Twitter also. If everything works out, you could be the next person to sit down with Walter and I and talk about horror movies or wrestling. And I mean, also the thing that you're trying to plug. 9to5.cc, podcasts, blogs, and comics, made in Montreal since 2011.